Hey, what's up? This is your homegirl, Complex Angel, and welcome back to another episode of Self Love is My Rehab, where we are all tired of abusing our addiction. I'm about to get my partner in crime, DC, on the line so we can start this lovely show tonight. So please tune in and love yourself. Yo, yo, DC, what's going on? What up, though? What's cracking? Nothing much, nothing much. About to get the guest on so we can start this show tonight. You ready? Let's do it. All right. We got MJ Keys in the building. How are you doing tonight? Pretty good. How y'all doing, DC? What's going on? Just living. Can't complain, can't complain. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's get started, DC. What was the vibe of the week? Oh, shit. Um, I, I realize I'm old as shit. I'm just old as hell. <laughs> and my body is telling me every little bit of it, too. Uh, shit, I woke up this morning feeling like I needed to be in a full body cast and shit. <laughs> like, for real, straight up. But, um, but no, nah, I mean, shit, the vibe of the week for real, though, um, you know what I'm saying? It's just been, it's been nothing but, you know, blessings in the air, like, for real. Um, like, it's been... It's been moments in these last few weeks where, like, it's been clutch moments, and I've been like, I don't know how I'm about to get by. I'm about to go on what work and do something strange for people to change <laughs> Yo. real quick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, shit, just to get a TV dinner. I like, go some real shit. But, oh, uh, but no, nah, like, <laughs> but, uh, for real, no, like, you know, <laughs> right, Link Cuisine, though, because I'm cutting. But, um, Yo. But no, nah, like you know, it, it's it's been it's been good. Like you know, what I'm saying God really been coming through on a lot of things that I really you know didn't doubt Him for, but just doubt that it wouldn't come on time. But you know, we can't rush Him because this time is His time, and you know, He 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 sees it where it fits. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, um, I've been nothing right. grateful for that. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of you know my my uh, impatient behavior, <laughs> but nonetheless, mm-hmm. you know, that He came through when He needed to. So yeah, needless to say, you know. I'm I'm in the right spot, you know, right now, and you know, just looking forward for for the future. The future is nothing but traveling. As I'm looking at an airplane right now, I wish I was on that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I but you know, yeah, that's, that's what that's where it's at, though. Man, traveling is the best. Speaking of traveling, we're gonna slide over into keeping it complex. So I told DC at the last minute that I was still thinking of a keeping it complex topic, but I said I know driving back home to Detroit, I'm going to get inspired. And I did. So I'm about to ask y'all a question. Um, okay. I went to a rest stop in Ohio, and next to me someone was using the bathroom and they was doing the courtesy flush. So I wanted to know, if you've ever shitted in public, <laughs> do you do the courtesy flush or no? Take the plane on this one first, bro. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what's up? <laughs> Well, I mean, granted, I can't even count the last time I shared it in public. I mean, I don't know if you consider, you know, your workplace a public place, but I guess you kind of could in a sense. Uh, But, yeah, like, that was the most comfortable I ever took a shit other than my own household. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I just can't can't stand the stench of, you know, just public aroma in the air and, you know, feces and shit. Like, that's just not where it's at. Because you got to think about it, like, especially at concerts. Like, if you look at, like, concerts and shit, I would never. I'll fuck around and fuck my bladder up before I even, use, before I even just, like, you know, do number one. Like, you know what I'm saying? Let alone take the shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that'd be the last place I would do it. But, I mean, if I if I had to, yeah, of course, I would do a courtesy flush. But, like, a quick story, though, 
I was at um I was at my job or whatever like a few years back and I was taking the shit. And this person came in and apparently he had something <laughs> wrong with his stomach because he came in Ooh. there and just spray painted the whole motherfucking toilet. And I'm like, dog, you mm-hmm. didn't emergency flush that shit? So I didn't hear that. So I had to hurry up and pretty much <laughs> go into labor, force my shit out just so I could put it because I didn't want to hear that. And then it started smelling. It smelled worse than my shit, and I was sitting in there longer. <laughs> he was, Yo, hey, I'm, I'm uh, how many centimeters was you dilated? <laughs> about, about three. <laughs> Yo, I can't. Once he started, I went all the way to 12. Mm. <laughs> um, it's, it's 10. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, I can't. Man. Yeah. All right. Mm. I'll tell you this. What about you? Man, for me, I don't give a shit. Look, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> if I'm not at somebody's house, yeah, that's when I give two shits. But if I have to take a shit and I'm in public, nah. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. We all in here doing the same <laughs> damn thing. And it's going to smell the same when it come out. So, unfortunately, we want to smell each other's shit. I mean, shit and shit. I mean, essentially, it's time, it kind of smells the same. It's all the same. It comes from the same spot. It smells the same fucking way. So, oh god. Yeah. Uh, the time that's next to me in, in the toilet stall. No courtesy plus, man. Sorry. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I know for me, I don't feel comfortable doing it in public. I like to be comfortable. But I mean, the the pub, most public I've ever done it is in like at the workplace. But I used to go to, like, a different floor so that nobody would know me or anything like that because, I don't know, it's just, like, I've always cared a little bit too much, so I have to do the courtesy plus. But, yeah, thank you all for answering that. I appreciate it. Man, so I'm sorry, one last thing. Light. You put in all mm-hmm. that work to lay tissue down, to get it all primped and propped <laughs> up in a public place. You ain't going to partake in a good shit? Mm-mm, sorry. <laughs> Uh, man, because, like, you just want to be comfortable. It's like it gets noisy when it's coming out. And it's like you don't want to sound like the guy. I don't want to be sounding like what's name off white chicks. And somebody's like, God damn. Like, that's I better be comfortable doing that at home. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> but that was like I had to do that because we about to get into some heavy shit tonight. The shut me the fuck up topic tonight is uncomfortable accountability. So, MJ Keys, you answering every question first, just so you know, because you're the guest tonight. So we're just going to go right into oh, the okay. first one. Um, why is accountability important for one's self-love? Accountability is really important. And where we fall short on with accountability is that's where the loving yourself starts. So, and where that starts is defining. So you have to define what account- <laughs> the accountability is. You have to define what you want to be. And so the accountability part plays a huge role because if you're not doing the things that you need to do to be what you want to be in your world, then you can't really necessarily say that you're going to get there. People say, oh, I'm going to be this, I'm going to do this, I want to do that. But you can't do that unless you hold yourself accountable to get to that level. That part. I feel that. I feel that. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with what you said. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like, you know, definitely um, it's important for one's self-love because, you know what I'm saying, like, you gain trust, respect, you know what I'm saying, in, you know, in, in any way, shape, or form within yourself. You know what I'm saying? You'll, you'll start to trust your decision-making more because you're, you know, because if you know 
you're going into it like you know if you do happen to mess up you know it's like hey i can respect that i did try it i'm holding myself accountable you know accountable for it and you know um also that i want to also i want to also add the uh, the humility too you know what i'm saying i feel like sometimes when when there's when there's moments for you to be held accountable for we tend to not want to because of the humiliations of it all you know what I'm saying? Nobody mm-hmm. nobody likes being wrong or, you know what I'm saying, being at fault or, you know, failing. You know what I'm saying? So the last thing we want to do is be reminded of, you know, being accountable for failing. You know what I'm saying? Or being accounted, you know, being accounted for being um, humiliated in a sense, you know what I'm saying, depending on what the situation may be. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like, you know, like I said, like, you know, with, with that, you know, it, it takes it takes a lot of a lot of encouragement to, you know, be accountable for stuff. And I feel like, you know, once you start being true to yourself and everything like that, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you start to gain more respect for yourself and, you know, things, things that, you know, other people kind of nourish within you when you, you know, hold yourself accountable to them. Once you do that for Mm -hmm. yourself, you know, all of that will flow into it. You know what I'm saying? And you'll, you'll be empowered within yourself. And you you talked about real good things, see? That part Mm -hmm. of humility is strong. Humility mm-hmm. and people understand when you're when you're being humiliated. Yeah. You have to understand yourself to know that you're better than what you're actually feeling. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's right. Exactly. Okay, y- y'all y'all touching strong tonight. <clears throat> I got my apple juice and my crackers. I'm about to sit my ass in the corner. So I will say <laughs> that um, accountability is important for like you know your self love because it helps you to be honest. Like I know for me. I grew up believing that I was this perfect person. I was a people pleaser. I never wanted to see what someone's bad side would be like. Like, of course, like my friends, I've seen their angry side before, but I always told myself, ooh, I never want to be on that side. But people pleasing is a way of fear because it's like I'm doing everything in my power to always be on your good side. But then I had to ask myself, well, is it a genuine relationship? If you if if you've never seen that side, if you've never been on that side, no, like you know you have this mask on. So being holding yourself accountable helps you to be honest with yourself. You know, um, for me, it actually takes the humiliation away because before when I thought that I was perfect, it was like I had anxiety about like okay, well who's going to find out that I really have an attitude out this world? Like with boyfriends, I tried to be the perfect girlfriend in front of their their moms knowing that we just argue and I said some reckless shit the other night but it's like I have to hold myself accountable like this podcast helps me to hold myself accountable because when you talk about stuff that you've done it's like okay there is nothing perfect behind that there is toxic behind that we need to get therapy you get what I'm saying so right but it's, it's like you said humility it it we 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 don't hold ourselves accountable we could see the wrong in someone else before pointing at ourselves, because looking at yourself is very hard. So that goes into my next question. Is it easier to hold others accountable than yourself, for you personally? Mm, for me personally, is it easier? You know what? I give, hold a, others a, accountable. A then and, I, give, I give it a then and now statement. So back even, even shortly five years ago, I would say it was way easier. Because mm-hmm. like you, I felt like I was that perfect person. I was a people pleaser. I'm always got a smile on. I always try to, you know, be considerate of others. And I will always try to, my way of helping people is pointing out their flaws and mm. being able to hold them accountable to a standard that I thought I was already at. And mm. that's, 
that's where I started losing myself in other people's flaws, and I started to lose myself. Nowadays, it's easier for me to just kind of digress back up and, you know, the same thing I'm pointing out sometimes, the same thing I'm pointing out in others. You also see reflections of yourself in some instances because you can actually relate. So is it easier? Yeah, it's always easier when it's not you, especially if you're one to feel like who lacks that, like you said, DC humility, where you don't want to see the flaws within yourself, where you don't want to see that uh, you're really not shit, but you think you are. And unfortunately, I had to I had to swallow that pill a little later. I felt like it was a little later in my life than usual, but um, within the, like I said, the past three to five years, it's definitely evolved. But there was a long time where it was easy. I'm like, oh, you ain't shit. Oh, fuck that. Or you fucked up this. Oh, don't get me started with relationships. Because <laughs> I'll be the first one. <laughs> yeah. I'll be the one be like, well, bitch, that's fucked up. You ain't shit. Well, why you got an attitude, motherfucker? And then I'll be saying, I'll be the one cussing her out and shit, looking like looking stupid. And I, I have to, you know, you have to basically give what you expect to get in return. That's reciprocation. Laws of reciprocity. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, to, yeah, to piggyback off of what both of y'all said, you know what I'm saying, like with your current answer and, you know, um, complex, what you had said in your previous answer is, you know, the whole like building this image within yourself is going to always be mm-hmm. an image of perfection in a sense, you know what I'm saying? And especially like when you, when you, when you put perfection with people pleasing, I swear that's like the worst combination ever. Because like, you know, you mm-hmm. paint yourself as this perfect person and you tend to people please you know, um, toxic people more than you do people with, you know, those same capabilities that you have. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, I know for me, um, my answer is kind of like a then and now um, as well. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was always the one to, you know, find it easier to hold somebody else accountable because I thought all the decisions and the, you know, the things that I did was never wrong. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because I, I only seen my perfection as perfect, um, perfect. You know what I'm saying? Like I seen it as perfect because you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I wrote the blueprint to this shit, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, if anybody didn't necessarily fall in line with, with, you know what I'm saying? What I thought was perfect. I deemed them being wrong. You know what I'm saying? So it's like whenever things did happen to fall apart, yeah, I would a hundred percent hold them accountable. But versus now, you know what I'm saying? Even like, even correcting my wrongs back then, you know what I'm saying? Even though they don't mean anything right now to be exact, but you know what I'm saying? To go back and, and to correct those wrongs and shit like that, like I can see where a lot of me was wrong in, you know, multiple situations, you know what I'm saying? Even though they didn't justify themselves correctly, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I was still in the wrong in certain occasions, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, to fast forward up to now, you know, sure. even, you know, despite relationships, like even in my personal life, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if there's anything that I may have fucked up on or or if I'm feeling bad about something, you know what I'm saying, that I may have done, I'm not holding anybody accountable for myself. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I can only I can only be the one to um, um, basically uh, make my life a success. You know what I'm saying? Anything else is a necessary. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, like, you are the one that's going to be able to make you you know what I'm saying? So I definitely had to acknowledge the humiliation of being a people pleaser and, you know, pretending to be perfect in a sense, or really acting as if I was perfect. 
you know what I'm saying, by giving my giving my all and, you know, hiding behind that mask of perfection. You know what I'm saying? So I had to pretty much humble myself. I had to digress and humble myself and, you know, pretty much take accountability, you know what I'm saying, every step of the way. You know what I'm saying? And ever since then, I've been trusting in my decisions. I've been, you know, I respected my decisions a lot more better instead of second-guessing it and everything like that. I take time to make decisions and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? So, right. Um, so, yeah, that's my answer on that. What about you, Complex? And just, just to piggyback one more time, just, just yeah, yeah. And more things came out of that, DC, when you said that. And sometimes when we think of the depths of accountability, is it and is it easier to hold others accountable? You have to understand the developmental faculties mentally of what a person has mm-hmm. gone through to what they have learned to be in what is correct and nice, what's not correct. You're holding them accountable to a standard that may not have been taught or conditioned to understand throughout their lifetime. True. True. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so while we do that, we have to understand that while we're preaching accountability, I always talk about the power of the why. Talk about the whys behind the source of that accountability. And, and uh, getting to the depths of what I used to have a bad habit of is, hey, that's messed up. Like, why do you have to have an attitude? Like, why do you got to talk shit? Why do you got to do this? You over here acting stank. Or just call a person out for just being careless. And mm-hmm. but really, there was a there was a hidden source or reason behind all that. There's whys behind that. And once you dig into that, then you can better, or I would say, fine tune the conditioning or fine tune the accountability to say, okay, I see why you did this, but let's try to do it like this. Right. Yeah. For sure. That part. Thank you. Um, I'm gonna do it then and now as well. Uh. Me not being able to hold myself accountable was a learned behavior, so it was easier to point the finger at other people. Like, it got to the point, like, you guys talked about, like, you know, pointing out flaws in others. It got to the point of I was pointing the blame at other people for the reason why I was the way I was. You know what I'm saying? And it's like nobody Mm. put a gun to your head and made you do this. That's how I was because it was like, as a people pleaser, doing all these grand gestures and then you don't get the stuff reciprocated, it it makes you feel some type of way. But you hold your tongue because you're scared of confrontation. And it's like, okay, like, prime example, I had a friend that I used to go to bat for. I mean, helping her pay rent, uh, overdrafting my account, and I used to be mad as hell afterwards. Like, why the hell did she let me do all of that? She didn't put a gun to my head at all. That was me over people pleasing and just trying to find that trying to get validation from somebody, but it was easier Mm -hmm. to hold her accountable. Oh, well, our friendship is like this because she does this and, and she doesn't, you know, like she doesn't realize how she's coming off. Never asked myself, like you said, the why is behind the accountability. Why are you hanging out with her? You get what I'm saying? I kid you not moving all the way to Philly and being around people that are trying to get to know you, but they didn't grow up with you. So they're not used to those ways. They're going to point it out. They're going to tell you, listen, I think that you're a dope posting, but this is not going to fly. And it's like mm-hmm. you got to ask yourself, you know what I'm saying, do you want to look in the mirror or do you want to keep running from yourself right. and acting like right. everything's okay? Because you can get to, like, you know, 50s and 60s where you start to realize, ooh, you know what I'm saying, the time is really clicking down and I have not had a good life. And I'm right. I'm getting that epiphany right now at 31. Like, I didn't make some horrible decisions with relationships. 
horrible decisions with, you know, friendships, but I'm like, you know what? I can't focus on that. That's the past. I got to, you know, focus on now. So it's easier for me to hold myself accountable now because it's like I'm allowing someone to treat me this way. Like it's it's all on me. You know, it's hard, but it's worth it. So that goes into my next question. Um, What is uncomfortable about facing your demons? I think DC said it. This is funny how this whole conversation is full circle. And DC mm-hmm. mentioned humility. And man, facing your own demons, you really have to have a strong sense of accountability and understanding who you are or what you yeah. what you are becoming in order to face your own demons. Because a lot of people don't even see them. And sometimes mm-hmm. it either takes, like you said, someone else bringing it to your attention or you actually reflecting yeah. and seeing it being acted out in front of you through someone else. <laughs> and sometimes that's the most uncomfortable thing because sometimes it's it's like having an out-of-body experience. But we all know we've been in situations to where we can see somebody doing some fucked up shit. But it's a mm-hmm. different thing. We see somebody do some fucked up shit and you can actually relate and say, damn, I think I done did that a while back. Or, <laughs> damn, yeah. that's fucked up. Because yeah. here, I'll tell you a real quick story. My neighbor, uh, currently living in the suburbs of Metro Detroit, and my brother always walks his dog. Shit's all over the yard. And the neighbor picked up the shit. And and unfortunately, the dog shits in the neighbor's yard sometimes. We get it. And the neighbor picked up some shit one time that did not belong to the dog because the dog was no longer living there. He picked up the shit out of his yard and threw it in ours. <laughs> Now, I know y'all can only imagine what y'all real reaction would be, right? But right, right, right. in some sense, I had to see, damn, you know what's fucked up? I would have did the same shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's be real. I would have yeah, did yeah. the same shit. Sure. These, look, these motherfuckers keep shitting in my yard. I'm going to take throw the shit back, even though we don't know who it is. <laughs> we don't know who shit it is. Right? right? There ain't no such thing as a courtesy, courtesy plush out in public. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the people that complex, yes. <laughs> okay, right, there right. you go. <laughs> so I, I really think, is it uncomfortable? Yeah. Because it was uncomfortable as hell for me to actually, I ain't going to lie, I cut up. I, it was uncomfortable for me to cut up. And when he started sharing his story on why he did it, again, power of the why, mm-hmm. it made me sit back and go, damn. Okay, you know what, neighbor? And luckily he didn't cut up back. He's, a, he's an older white guy. I get it. He ain't going to cut up in front of me. But. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that when as I'm cutting up, I'm listening to the feedback, and again, and hopefully throughout this entire conversation, hopefully, hopefully all the listeners understand that when we're talking about accountability, in order to understand or face these demons, you have to be able to listen and be able to tune in. Listening yeah. is so important because when you listen without the anticipation of trying to just speak and react, when you truly listen and you're actually tuned in, you actually see a lot of yourself. You see those demons that you don't want to change. So then when they do come up later on, you know how to change them about yourself. So when I do get that neighbor to throw shit in my yard, (laughs) I'm not going to throw it back. I'm going to say, hey, neighbor, hold on, relax, calm down. I think you overreacted and talk through it. It's a different reaction. But, yeah, it's uncomfortable. By all means, it is. But that's the reason why you try to yeah. help. So that's why you have to listen in order to self-reflect and able to understand. That's right. Yeah. Ooh, that's, that's that was good. Mean, 
No, yeah, for sure. They are definitely uncomfortable to face. Um, I've I've had my fair share that I had to, you know, pretty much unravel, you know. And the crazy thing about it was, it was it was it was life for you know it was life or misery situation type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it it honestly should like because of this podcast, like it it really made me reflect on everything that happened from 2016 on back down. You know what I'm saying? To start off mm. with, you know what I'm saying? Like the rough ass, you know, school um, years and shit that I had went through with that. You know what I'm saying? That pretty that pretty much made me hate myself um, mm. as far as like physically. And, you know what I'm saying? Like getting into uh, the single parenting thing, you know what I'm saying? That was, that was another thing. And, you know, that I can say now that kind of like, you know, I played a huge part in that, you know, fucking that up and, you know, kind of like, you know, adding rage and adding flame to the fire type of shit, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then, uh, <clears throat> and then uh, ultimately, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the biggest demon that I had to face was, you know, getting DUIs and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that was something that I never thought I would get, you know what I'm saying? Like I never thought I would actually have to encounter that situation. And I think honestly, that was the, that was the pinnacle of it all. Like I really had to sit down and really reflect on myself. And I knew it was real because, like, I confided myself at home. Like, if I wasn't at school, I mean, if I wasn't at work, I was at home. You know what I'm saying? You you pretty much got to say I was in jail. I was behind four walls. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, yes, you, and, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was no, yeah, I know. I, I was waiting for you to say some shit. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, speaking, you know, speaking of MJ Keys being on the show, like, you know, he can pretty much attest to that, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know to pretty much speak for him, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, you know, I pretty much tuned out the world because, like, in my mind, like, you know, in my in my heart of hearts, like, shit really got serious for me, you know what I'm saying? And I didn't want to hold anybody else accountable for that but me, you know what I'm saying? Because at the time of any of those situations, it was all me, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I allow people to talk me into not liking myself. I allowed certain situations in my single parenting that led me into single parenting. You know what I'm saying? I allowed myself to be in a position to where I got pulled over more than one time while being under the influence. You know what I'm saying? I had to look at that. A lot of that, excuse me, a lot of that involved a lot of me in those situations. You know what I'm saying? And the crazy thing was, like, before then, I had answers for everything that went wrong except for the reason why I was the reason for it being wrong. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So until I until I figured that out, that's when I knew that I was the demon myself. Once I looked in the mirror one day, I was like, you the demon. You the demon in all these situations. But you felt you felt you felt you felt you felt you felt it you felt you felt it was easy to hold everybody else accountable instead of Yo. looking in the mirror. Well instead until until it was time for you to look in the mirror and say okay, now it's time for you to really be human about this. It's time for you to be a grown man about this and start to why these things may have went wrong and what you could have done at the time to make it different, you know? So that's why I say, like, nowadays, bro, like, I for real, like, I really thoroughly think about things and think about situations, like you said, MJT's, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of the times you see a lot of, you know, you and other people just based off the reflections of their actions and their decision-making and shit, you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. I, I take that, I, I use my observation skills like a motherfucker, like, you know what I'm saying, like, LeBron James ain't got shit on me as far as, like, IQ with this shit nowadays, 
It's like I really be tuned mm-hmm. in. People and I really, I really, I really look into their actions, the tone in their voice. You know what I'm saying? How they approach me. You know what I'm saying? Like all of that. Like I take, I take pride yeah. into that shit now because, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I just don't want to slip back into Ooh. that slope of you know being back into that situation to where like I have to either pick or choose a side. You know what I'm saying? Instead, I want to be in tune and know right then and there where it should go, whether it's you, whether it's me, or it's both of us that need to make a change and adjust. Right. So, yeah. Very that's, true. That's what I got. Man, y'all y'all coming tonight. I'm over here backed up like, oh, my God. So. Oh, you got shit. What's, what, oh, you know, not that. Yeah, I got the <laughs> apple juice and crackers. <laughs> but uh, what was uncomfortable about. <laughs> well, I got the fans. <laughs> but what was uncomfortable for me about facing my demons was, realizing that I wasn't perfect. Um, like, you know, just peeling back those layers and just coming to realize, like, yeah, you know, like I had this image of myself. I had this image of my family, and family is going to always be family. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love them. You know what I'm saying? I love the relationship that the, the bare minimum relationship we have. We have it. They're mine. But it's like to peel back those layers and realize, like, I was living in some dysfunction. Like, where where have I been at, you know, the last, because I think I started waking up and realizing this at, what, 29. Where was I at the last, you know what I'm saying, the other 28 uh, years? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's mm-hmm. how I was listening right. to it. But it was uncomfortable because it was just like, huh, you know, now I got to realize some stuff. Now I have to, you know, realize, like, okay, I'm I'm the person, you know, I can't cry over spilled milk. I got to do something about it. But, you know, you both, mm-hmm. y'all both hit it on the nail. Like, I really don't have much to say <laughs> because it's no, like, it's I'm okay. just, in, I'm just so in awe. I'm not, I'm, I'm just really so in awe of like everything that y'all said, but and that, just, that, that, that's, that's my take on it. Just to well round the whole conversation. A lot of, we're, we're talking about our own personal encounters and the, the biggest thing as far as listening Another thing, and this is for all of us and all the listeners, we have to pay attention to the source of our accountability. If you got somebody as knowledgeable like, uh, I can't think of a celebrity who's influential, but uh, let's think of Denzel, right? He always has some, he has a motivational, he's a good motivational speaker. That's a, that's a pretty strong source, right, of accountability mm-hmm. that you're taking advisement from. However, if you're taking it from... <laughs> the cousin who married into the family that they don't really have a daddy and the guy, all these other issues and then did this and did that and don't really have that right direction going on in their life. And that's why I'm blessed to truly have, you know, my parents and God rest my, God rest my mother's soul and my father, especially even to this day to be that source of reflection. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, yeah, we can see actions in others and reflecting ourselves, but sometimes with accountability, it's, it's a lot of guidance. That's why, we, that's why a lot of people resort to counseling because, unfortunately, especially in the black community, we don't have mm-hmm. that gui- guidance. Unfortunately, in the black community, we are so stuck on trying to re- retaliate with violence and negativity or young ladies when I see them on social media. Oh, you want to scrap, pull each other's hair, boom, boom, boom. Brothers, quick to pull the strap out at any second. They touch my kids, my house, my car, my in- anything. You could touch my brother wrong, but don't understand the why's behind it. So, again, all that uh-huh. guidance, if we're able to talk through and hold ourselves accountable for our actions, I don't think we'll be in this mess right now, seeing them demons. That part. 
that part. Okay, well, listen, we got this last question. Um, I'm going to let MJ Keys and DC answer first, and then ladies, trust me, I'm going to come back and paint a picture. <laughs> so the last question oh, is, because this, I've, I've always hear this all the time. Every time a woman say men ain't shit or every time we try to express what a man did, we always hear well, women do the same thing. So I just want to know, do men mm-hmm. in general feel women don't hold themselves accountable at all when it comes to relationships? Because y'all never want to hear our side. Y'all just always say, well, women do this too. So MJ Keys, I'm about to listen. I'm about to paint a picture back for you. Man. You got a pencil and a notepad with your pan and your mm. apple juice and crackers? Uh, I got, I got, <laughs> I got Lord, my phone. Trust me. So me and DC have talked a lot about this right here. And look, <laughs> not to take up too much time, but I'm a – man, this is a broad Please topic. Please don't. <laughs> I know, Lord. right? You got to narrow it down so. <laughs> man, we're going to narrow it down just a little bit. So mm-hmm. do, women, do men feel like women do not hold themselves accountable? Um. Again, it depends on, okay, Jesus, where can I go with this? It depends in on, again, where I come on sources in and, relationship. and relationship. And it depends on sources yep. and listening. Again, if developmentally that woman, unfortunately, I'm going to keep it strict to the black community. And unfortunately, in most black households, we don't have a father. In most, mm-hmm. I'm just being real, statistically. Right. So developmentally, are these women taught or conditioned to understand how to listen to a king or a black male influence? No. Are they are are they used to being held accountable from another man? Nah. Maybe in some <laughs> sense, but when it comes to being vulnerable, not really, because most people kind of clammed up, kind of shut off. So do I feel like? <laughs> Woo. Anyway, so a lot of things come to mind with this, but. Do I feel like women hold themselves accountable? It depends on if they're tuned in and listening. How you hold it, it depends on the source as well. But if you have somebody you're in your relationship with and you're giving them some advice and you're telling them, hey, babe, I feel like every time I open up about my opinions, you snap off with attitude because you don't like what I'm hearing. I'm just trying to let you know how it makes me feel. If women, if you do not care enough how your man may feel, because Little do this, does this society know men have feelings. We're all equal. We all got a heart. We all got a pulse. So no matter what, if somebody's saying, hey, this doesn't make me feel the best, okay, cool, talk through it. But make sure you maintain that equal accountability saying, hey, I'm not going to do this to you, but I don't like it when you do it to me. So I feel like now women nowadays, is that an easy conversation? Hell no. To some, I'm not going to say all. To some, because some just don't want to hear. Unfortunately, there are a lot of women who react emotionally and are highly defensive, which prevents the accountability being taken place. Because why? When you're defensive, you don't listen. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's very hard to convey that message because, unfortunately, without having that, without having that example, you really don't know how to, how to take it or how to maintain it. Like I told you guys before, I, I was blessed to have my parents. They held, they held each other accountable. They held me accountable. I learned humility at a very young age. And even to this day, I'm a father of two girls. They tell me to, hey, Mark, you shouldn't do this, or, hey, you should do this. Because think of the message that it – think of the perception and the message that it gives. Unfortunately, nowadays, women, 
we have to think through our actions and our perception. And I think, and this is just my deep-rooted thought. I told you I was trying to take too much time, but my deep-rooted thought is nowadays women are held to a standard to where they have to always worry about their perception, which is why they're hyper-defensive on their looks, their demeanor, their this, their that. So they have somebody, when they feel like, like you said, Natasha, when you feel like you're perfect, and somebody tries to intervene in that. Oh, oh, oh hell no, nigga. I, I done did a lot of this to build this up, motherfucker. You ain't telling me shit. Well, mm. baby girl, we have to conform to an I, a, a unit ideal or a single... Trying to keep it PG, but we have to conform to one idea of what's acceptable. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I ain't going to lie. Nowadays, do I feel like women are accountable? There are some. Most, I I don't see it. I really don't. Hmm. Well, I mean, I'm, 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 I've always been a middleman, and I ain't going to keep, I ain't going to keep my shit uh, too long. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, like, like MJK said, like, I, I think, you know, it doesn't apply to all, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, like I said, I, I'm quick. I'm I'm quick to I'm quick to uh, tell tell you like you know what I'm saying certain men ain't shit. You know what I'm saying, and you know vice versa. You know what I'm saying, like, and it's a, and it's all just based off you know you know like the the word that keeps lingering around is the source. You know what I'm saying. Nowadays the source is that we you know certain men and women they they base their lifestyles and their beliefs and their ways of you know being a particular person in a relationship is based off of, you know, music and shit nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of like how we was, like, you know, back in the day, like when Jeezy and them first came out. When Jeezy came out, everybody wanted to be a dope boy. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, right. <laughs> we, we don't, we don't, we don't focus on the true intentions within relationships. You know what I'm saying? Like, old-fashioned relationships is dying pretty fast. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's, there isn't too much commitment and, you know, accountability that needs to be held on both ends, you know what I'm saying, nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Because a person feels too prideful to be held accountable, you know, for anything. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, if you got a problem with something, it's like, okay, well, shit, I can go to the next motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? Or they can convert into cheating and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Nobody wants to talk nowadays no more. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? And I think that's where it kind of fails that in relationships is that communication standpoint. You know what I'm saying? That communication is key to pretty much everything in that relationship. You know what I'm saying? Because when you communicate, you are able to detect whether or not your spouse is happy, sad, mad, angry, horny, hungry, whatever the case may be. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and I feel like that a lot of, you know, that communication has failed a lot in the relationships. You know what I'm saying? So, um, do I, do I feel that, you know, that, that men feel like, you know, women don't hold themselves accountable? I feel like, you know, it's, a, it's, it's very slim, but you know, it, it it's out there, but yeah, mm-hmm. like, go ahead and, uh, and drop it for the women. <laughs> and Natasha, okay. I'm sorry, right. more time because DC touched on one thing that I don't think he, nobody okay, really heard. Okay, wrap it up though, because we we come wrap up it up real fast. Make sure, okay. <laughs> All right. So, so socially, we always talk about pride, women's pride, and I feel like in history, even going back to 1919, during women's suffrage, we had the women had to fight for their rights. We had to fight, and socially, in our society, especially mm-hmm. as black women, we had to fight. We had to fight, and it was always developed to be trying to be a man or being masculine or a woman versus man. Then it's, now it's, it's black and white, then it's women versus man, and it's women versus black men, and white women versus white men. It's uh, pride. 
like the pride, yes, it's been done in history. The fight is fought. Now, to this day, we're still trying to fight that same fight that is unnecessary when it comes to pride. And that's the reasons why we can't hear each other out or listen through because, we're again, like I said, we're being hyper-defensive based on our pride and what we think we know what we're going through when we just have to listen to each other and see through. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was All a good right. one. So, you on pride. I like that one. I want y'all to really just listen and just, like, really, like, think from an open-minded perspective on this. I'm going to touch on it from the black woman's perspective because we are the most unprotected, not poured into, and disrespected in America. So from beginning of time, from reading the really lynch letter, right, you had the family split up. You know, the mom, you had the wife watch her husband get beat for a bloody pope, right? And then as soon as she has a son, that, that triggered her. So she coddles her son, right? Society makes it real easy for the man to walk out. The man, you know, they always had that saying, mama's baby, daddy's maybe. It's easy for the guy to walk out. And a black woman who has never been poured into, it's hard for her to pour into her daughter. So she's more, she's more enabled with her son. She enables the hell out of him. He can stay there until he's 30 years old. He can figure it out. But with the daughter, because they say when you have a son, like if you're a father and you have a son, that is you raising yourself all over again, just like with the mom raising a daughter. That's her raising herself all over again. And how can I pour into this, this child if I didn't have my mom pour into me, right? Then think about the, the single black mom that is raising, you know what I'm saying, a boy, and she's frustrated because the dad. So she's that toxic mom that enables her son, but at the same time, you know, DC, you said it before, I have to be the mom and the dad. So she feels like I have to also be tough on him. And we don't know what that does to the son growing up, but when he grows up, now he hates his own kind. I'd rather go get somebody's fair skin, right? Think about everything else that a black woman has on her back. We have so many roles that we have to play. It never stops for us. You get what I'm saying? We're the mom 24-7. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, we have some full-time dads out there. I'm not taking that away. But to be the mom 24-7, like you said, uh, MJ Keys, you know, with us having to fight for our rights, we used to have to get allowance, and we had to sit up there, and we had to have men think for us, and then you have children. So each, every day, you have more and more distractions that distract you, that, that stops you from being able to really look at yourself. So you have this image of yourself that you're perfect, and when someone comes in and tries to critique you and, and tell you this, this, and that, of course you're going to be defensive because that's, that's what we learned growing up. Our moms was hard on us. They never showed us properly. We talk about communication, right, but we never mm-hmm. understand. You know, MJ Keys, you said it earlier. How can a person know automatically what to do that they were never taught? If a daughter was never, if a daughter never had communication with her mom, and let's just be honest, because the father's not in the home, we get a lot of our advice from our moms about what a man is supposed to do for us. And we never hear that a man, you know what I'm saying, a man needs to have his alone time. We always hear he's supposed to be a provider. You're supposed to be his number one bill. He's supposed to accept you for who you are. We, We hear all of that. And then we get into these relationships where men 
who are expecting the woman, you know, I'm not going to say all men, but some men expect the woman to take care of them, to pick up the role of what their mom did to enable them. Because their Mm. mom didn't do it right, they expect us to take on their bullshit. It's like we need to sit down and just start asking questions. Why do you think like this? You know what I'm saying? What, Mm -hmm. What were you taught in your life? If we have conversations like that, it could be a whole different way. Like we're we're like it has to be a battle, a common ground with both of us. You know what I'm saying? There's supposed to be approach right. when it comes to men, and there's supposed to be approach when it comes to women. But it's like understand that you guys are the head of the household, so you're supposed to lead. And a lot of men out here is boys in grown men's bodies that were not raised properly. So by the time it's just like a man who gets his heart broken, and then when he has that right. next woman that comes around that is really ready to be there for him, he's so scared to open up because of what the last one did to him. That's the same thing for the woman. That's the same thing for the woman. So I want people, I want men to understand that when you sit up there and say, like, when a woman's telling you her story that men ain't shit, it's coming back from the fathers leaving. It's coming back from the grandpas. Like, we say we need to have that old black love again, that was built on survival. That was built on survival. If, if social media was back in the day, oh, a lot of that shit would have got exposed way before now. To, to have a mm-hmm. rule that you can beat your wife as long as the weapon is no, is no thicker than your thumb. We have not been poured into property. So, like, in, until we can understand that, that's where accountability to, can come into place because it's like, how can I love myself when I've always been told in order to get over one man, get up under the next? We got to have that talk about what we were taught, and then we can see where we go. So that's all I wanted to say. Like, you know, the next time a woman tells you her story, just listen and tell her, listen, Mm -hmm. you're right. There's some men out there that ain't shit. But I'm going to tell you, it's some women out there that ain't, like, you know, let her know I'm sorry that you went through that. And then, like, don't just say, well, well, women do that too. Because it's like you didn't hear shit that she Mm -hmm. just said when you said that. But thank y'all, though. You know what I'm saying? I just want something from y'all too, you know, like. Because I, I know I get defensive, and I know I used to talk at my boyfriends, and I got to unlearn and relearn because that's not cool. You know what I'm saying? Y'all have feelings, too. Right. And that's one thing that I yeah. didn't you know, um, learn growing up. You know, I'm thinking, like, men, you know, like, y- y'all strong as fuck. Y'all ain't got fears. <laughs> Shit, who, who told you that? Yeah. I feel you. So take <laughs> the gender roles away. And then, yeah, like, yeah, take the gender roles away and really have a talk. So thank you guys for that. That was – I hope I painted that picture for y'all. Uh, we about to oh, segue yeah. right into the simulate your mind. Thank you, MJT. Um, so Definitely drop it appreciate easy. It. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, it's cool as hell outside. I got a square and I'm chilling. Shit, let's simulate <laughs> that mind, come Go ahead, simulate that mind, Greg. <laughs> so simulate your mind. Question this week is: um, Why do you feel we don't let others do for us? MJT, you got the flow first. Why do we feel like we don't allow others to do for us is because we, again, we're talking, it's funny, we're talking about defensive mindset, and unfortunately we build ourselves up. And ladies, I know you yeah. can really feel me on this, so hear me out. <laughs> <laughs> for example, we've, again, pride. Women are nowadays about to have more self-reliance. Okay, they don't need a man. Remember before, back in the day, like you said, Sasha's, Oh, we need a man to survive. It was this. It was, a, it was a rule of survival. Well, we don't allow for people to do for each each other because we always expect something out of it. Ladies, 
a man take you on a date, first thing he want to do is get in them panties. Am I wrong? I mean, he just dropped. I mean, I mean, let's do the math. I mean, nowadays gas is about three, three, three thirty. All right, so okay. take you a full take of gas about forty to sixty dollars, depending on what kind of car you drive. I mean, about about sixty five. <laughs> then dinner, well, about four to fifty dollars. Shit, I'm already one hundred twenty dollars in, in a hole, and I ain't. I'm, what's what's going to happen? So, is it easier to say, yeah, that? I mean, we can allow it to happen, but then, unfortunately, we are so stuck on what we're going to get out of it. That's why it's hard for us to do for each other. You can't just do something nice. For example, I've done nice shit at work. I did something nice for a young lady at work, and she just thought I was just hitting on her and claimed sexual harassment and all this other shit. And all I did was offer to pay for the lady some lunch because she ain't had no money. That was just a nice gesture. I ain't expect nothing back, but she just took it the whole left field. And so, again, that experience for me taught me that, okay, I can't give, nor can I expect to get shit out of anybody who I do give to because they don't give back. So it makes it hard for us to think that it's easy. So do we expect it? Yeah. We expect a lot of shit back. That's what makes it hard to ask to get shit. Yeah. I mean, I know for me, yeah, like I (laughs) – I. I'm too prideful to ask anybody for anything, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like when I lend out, when I lend out that, you know, that that um, that gesture of feeling like I need somebody help, I always feel like there's a catch to it, you know what I'm saying? But I wouldn't say that for everybody, you know what I'm saying? I would I would say that for you know saying like back in the day, like the 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 people that I depended on the most, you know what I'm saying? Like you know, shit, I need to throw my mom under the bus and shit her for example. God damn it, shit. Um, I would honestly say, like, I feel like I feel like more people can relate, you know, what I'm saying, when it comes to their parents and shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, when it comes yeah. to you asking them for something, it's like, oh, shit, what you doing with your money and all this type of shit. Well, I ain't shut your ass up, but you didn't. I'm the parent. Like, well, God damn it, you know what? I'm just about to go and ask my homeboy for some money, you know what I'm saying? Because I ain't got time for your bullshit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you like, know. I've been through I've been through enough of those moments to where, like, you know, I, I got hip to the fact that, you know what I'm saying, once you ask a particular person, you know what I'm saying, with that level of toxicity, you know what I'm saying, like, you basically, it's almost like signing a contract over to the devil, like, nigga, like, I own you, once I give you this, once mm-hmm. I give you whatever that you're asking for, Ooh. I own you, you know what I'm saying, so mm, it's like, I you owe for me that of, right, I paid for that bunk hole, like, you know what I'm saying, like, whatever, <laughs> oh, so once I give you this, I can talk all the type of shit that I want to talk about, you can't say shit, because guess what I did for you, you know what I'm saying, you came to me. Mm type of shit, you know what I'm saying, so that's how I looked at it, you know what I'm saying, once I started to you feel needed that me. Way, you know what I'm saying, right, you needed me, type of thing, you know what I'm saying, and I hate that, you know what I'm saying, because like, it's not like I'm, I'm asking bind, strangers or anything like I'm that, like, <laughs> like, I'm asking, like, I'm asking friends and family Yo. and shit, you know what I'm saying, so it's like, when, and and that's the fucked up part about it, because it's like, you think that when you go and ask family and friends for shit, like, you know what I'm saying, there should be no strings attached type of shit, like, you know what I'm saying, it's supposed to be all about love type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Especially, like, when you when you deal with it, it's almost like credit type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm good for it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm just in a bind, Nate. Like, all I need is this, this you know, I need this hot little 40 bar real Yo. quick just for gas and some food for the week. And then, Dog. like, Dog. once Dog. I get my check, you about to get that 40 back with interest. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, but, gosh, yo. <laughs> you know, but that's how, that's how I be, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I went through too many trials and errors with that shit. You know what I'm saying? So nowadays, like, I will, like, one year shit, like, I sold my gun. I sold. I sold a few Xboxes. I sold uh, a Nintendo Switch. 
just to just to get me by through that week until I got my next check. Like I refused to ask anybody. You know what I'm saying? Even people that I knew were good for, you know, you know, lending me the money and not even wanting that shit back. It was just um, like that I was too scarred from that shit, you know what I'm saying, from people that I thought I could really depend on, you know what I'm saying, fucked it all up. But, I mean, I guess at the same time, you know what I'm saying, in a reverse effect, it kind of helped me to be more dependable, you know what I'm saying, on myself um, and, you know, pretty much maneuver ways to be able to be able to make money. Preach. You know what I'm saying? It, it, gained, it gained some hustle yeah. attributes in that, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I can't complain too much. But what about you, Netflix? Oh. Um, well, I got two things. Mine was uh pride from getting shit thrown in my face from family and not feeling like I was worthy of the blessing because I had a fear of, yeah. okay, when they need me back, am I going to be able to act accordingly? Like, I, I'm always like that. Even when, like, you know, somebody does something to me, I'm going to pay you back. Did I say you had to pay me back? No, you didn't, but just, just let me, you know, so just let me in some <laughs> way. But it's like right. it was mostly pride because it's everybody got that everybody got a sibling or a family member in your family that you felt got more favoritism. This person could ask for anything and it was no questions asked when it was you, well you know I got these bills. What you doing with your money? You know what? Never mind, I'm gonna just figure it out myself. And you built this pride up like it's it's all on me. So when someone comes along and gives you something as soon as you as soon as you piss them off, you think, are they going to throw this shit back in my face? You know what I'm saying? So I'm mm-hmm. always trying to beat somebody to the point. It's like, let me pay you back. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's not fine. Cool. Like, I had to ask myself. <laughs> I had to ask myself. I'm like, you know, you say that you want people that's going to reciprocate what you give. So why why do you block it? You know what I'm saying? If, if someone's looking out for you and acting accordingly, isn't that the relationship that you want? I don't understand why you're self-sabotaging like, I be in my head so much. Like, I be so prideful to the point where I be scared to ask for money. Like, I remember one time I legit called Queen K, uh, and I was I was driving all the way out to, like, ooh, Delaware County, and I had no food, and I had, like, two visits that day, so I couldn't go back home in between time to eat something and get back on the road. So I called her up, and I'm like, it, on the verge of tears, like, can I borrow $5 just to get a meal? She's like, I'm about to send you 15 And I'm like, no, like, she, what the hell are you crying for? You act like you asked me to pay a bill. You're so <laughs> prideful because you feel like as an adult, you should, you should know this shit and you should have your shit together, but we don't, if you didn't have the proper resources, you have to teach yourself. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's really what it was for me and not feeling like I'm worthy, but I'm unlearning now. Wait, sure. yeah, so mm-hmm. thank, thank you guys so much. I can't with y'all, dog. Y'all two together. <laughs> dog, my son will be hurting. This nigga said, you the dog. It's like, yo, I can't. You the dog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying not to laugh, and I'm like, DC, talking about a serious point. <laughs> dog, I want to go watch so man. But no, MJ Keys, before you get off the phone tonight, we're going we're gonna to segue into shout outs. And appreciation. So we gonna let you go first before we need. I you. appreciate it. Definitely want to shout out mm-hmm. to you guys. Put on the show. Self love is my rehab. Appreciate you both. Thank you. DC's been my longtime friend since. Boy, I can't count the years real fast, but just know we was about <laughs> twelve, eleven, twelve years old, making beats on a lunch table table on a lunch table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, but uh, hey, but DC, appreciate you, man. AKA Chase, 
Um, I want to yeah. definitely shout out uh, myself, MJ Keys. I am a producer um, working on a couple small projects in Detroit. So shout out Master Clef Productions. You can find me on Instagram at Master Clef Prod, P-R-O-D. For those who know how, don't know how to spell clef, it's C-L-E-F, musical notation. Yeah. <laughs> also on Facebook, Master Clef Productions. You can also, my Facebook is Mark Hurt Jr. This is me. I'm open. Um, I actually, believe it or not, uh, some of you guys know this, some of you guys don't. I actually do this on the side, outside of work. This has been Ooh. rehabilitating for not only myself, but for many others that I speak to. And speaking on you guys' platform is an honor, so I appreciate that and hopefully be able to do more Thank with you, you. guys. <clears throat> for sure. um, so, uh, yeah, that and, and shout out. Uh, dynamic culture. Dynamic culture hooked me up with some free face masks a while ago. The pandemic went down, and man, that came in handy when I was at the job because I was I was an essential worker and I needed a little something quick. And my my man DC took care of me, so I always appreciate you, brother. And I know the love goes likewise, boys. I love it. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much, MJ Keys. If you want to stay on and listen to the rest, you can. If not, I'll have the Process audio by tonight or tomorrow. Don't quote me on it, but you'll get it before Tuesday. I promise. <laughs> so thank you again, and um, have a good night. Hey, most definitely appreciate you. Yeah, peace. All right. All right, DC. What shout outs and appreciations you got for tonight? Well, since you already know what I got, you know what I'm saying. Uh, shout out to Self Love and <laughs> Rehab. You know what I'm saying. This is. It has been and always will be a therapeutic experience for me. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's getting me through tough, through tough times and shit like that. So I definitely appreciate coming on every Sunday to, you know what I'm saying, speak some truth, you know, get some insight from others, you know what I'm saying, and, you know, implement that into my life and move forward. Uh, shout out to God because without him, none of this would be possible. Shout out to Dynamic Culture Apparel. As my brother MJ Keith said, don't play with it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, got joggers, you know what I'm saying? Got booty shorts. You know what I'm saying? Got uh, got shirt. You know what I'm saying? Like I got I got the whole nine. You know what I'm saying? Come shop with your boy. You know what I'm saying? If you want to copy yeah. some merch, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at dynamic underscore culture underscore apparel, or you can follow me on Facebook as well at dynamic culture apparel. And you know what I'm saying? Like we're gonna close it out. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to all my positive kings and queens and them positive vibes and positive energies. You know I love y'all to death. And shout out to shout out to all them negative musty ass Nancys and Karens for that <laughs> negative vibe and negative energy. But you know what I'm saying? We still love y'all at the end of the day, I guess. We just wait for y'all. You are king. Bathing suits and bonnets coming on the way for dynamic culture. I'm claiming it and manifesting it. Um For sure. But yes. <laughs> I want to give MJ Keys another shout out because he dropped some heavy gems tonight. Like seriously. Yeah. Um basically kind of read my damn life in some of the questions but you know just thank you <laughs> for just coming on like I, I really thank everybody that comes on and takes it serious the people that share it the people that get the feedback you know I honestly I like I said I did this podcast to help better me and just to like hear that other people just you know it impacts them too thank you so much with that being said shout out to no apologies because that sets the platform for um Self Love is my rehab and Queens with Vibes and Visions. That book is still going strong. Um, I have another vendor event that you guys can catch me at October 23rd. It's going to be a domestic violence event. I cannot wait. They want me to speak and tell my story, and I hope I sell out. You know what I'm saying? I claim that I'm going to sell out, but either way, you know, Absolutely. it's just all about networking and meeting new people and just getting the message out there. 
Um, shout out to UDC for always coming on. You could be anywhere but here, but you chose to be here because, like you know, like you and MGT said, you know, with the whole topic together, it's hard facing your demons. You could be like, "Fuck no, baby." Every every uh, Sunday, you could have been like that after the first episode. Like you got me chopped. What the hell you thought that was? But thank you for you know uh, not hanging up and not giving up. Um, <laughs> you know, say same same to Queen K because Queen K is very private. Y'all could have been like, "Gosh, fuck this," but. Thank y'all for taking it serious. Um, you know, uh, also shout out to, you know, my other book, Out of Darkness. Please get that. That's the story that has never been told about what it's like when a victim leaves the abuser, how they can become the abuser, what the healing process is like, and what the reflection is like. It's on Amazon. I'm doing a bundle deal. I'm autographing it for 25 where you get no apologies and Out of Darkness together. Um, and, you know, last but not least, shout out to God, because I wouldn't have came as far as I have without him. Like, I really have a close relationship with him, and I had to unlearn and relearn my own relationship with him, not what others, you know what I'm saying, tried to force down my throat, because everybody has their own perspective of it. You get what I'm saying? But just being able to talk to him, like I would talk to my friends, you know, not feeling like, oh, okay, well, how do I pray to him? Because I didn't know how to do none of that. So, like, this unlearning and relearning has helped me a lot, and it's helped me to set boundaries for myself. So, like I said, I, I just love life. That's all. But with that being said, sure. DC, what is the – what you know about that topic tonight? Oh, shit. Hey, what you know about <laughs> that? What you know about that? I know all about that. Little A. Oh, so listen. <laughs> I, I, picked this, I picked this motherfucking topic at the last minute because I was scrolling on Instagram. Shout out to Instagram. And lovely shout out to the shade room. Uh, so apparently, Fizz. Well, you know, you know, there's there's this whole Millennium tour, I guess that popped up. I didn't even know the motherfucker was actually happening. But um, okay. yeah, so apparently, uh, you know, B2K had a little reunion or whatever. And yes, Omariana Fizz had attended this whole little shindig, and uh, Fizz decided he wanted to make a public apology to Amarion for, you know, having having a relationship with April. And, um, yeah, he decided to do this on stage in front of everybody, everybody cheering, everybody getting hyped and shit. You know, he was, you know, he was talking about, like, you know, how he apologized as a real man for, you know, um, um, spreading negative vibes, basically, you know, within your family and shit. They shook hands and, you know, hugged it out and everything like that. And I was kind of looking at it like, bitch, I ought to punch you right now. Straighten your face. Okay. But, um, but yeah, to basically sum it all up, like, you know, like, how, like, do you feel like that apology was justified or, like, do you feel like Omarion was a big man to pretty much accept that apology and just forgive or forget? Absolutely. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, Fizz owed him that. You're, I'm really understanding that your apology has to be a father's of disrespect because this was brought mm. to the world. You guys aired this on Love and Hip Hop. Like, I don't watch it, but, of course, you know, you can't get away from anything with social media. But just seeing, like, clips from the reunion and everything, like, you know, with Book telling him, like, why didn't you have a talk with him before y'all came out and everything, your apology has to be as loud as your disrespect. And what other way to do it than on stage? Because not only did you spread negative vibes in the family, you fucked up the group money. You know what I'm saying? Like, you fucked it up to where they they couldn't tour with you no more. You know, like, they they couldn't get that money equally. So, I mean, we'll never – 
only time will tell if it's genuine. I mean, I, I, I don't know, but I mean, I feel like he was man enough to do that. And Omarion is like really on a level of being positive. And with being positive, you have to give right. grace. You have to show people love even when they don't deserve it because it, it's a learned behavior. People need to know what it's like, like, well, damn, you know what I'm saying? He's strong as hell because if he was still, if he still had a grudge towards it, it shows how hurt he still is. He's like, that's what under the rug. What's your take on it? Right. Nah, I mean, you hit it, you hit it on the coffin, like, for real, for real. Because, like, I was, I was just joking, like, how I introduced it. But, you know, like, <laughs> I do, I do, I do give, you know, some credit to Fizz, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he held himself accountable for his actions at that time. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, regardless that it took a while, it, at least it did happen to happen. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, a lot of people were speculating, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they did it probably just, you know, just to get the bag or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Because Amarion's still getting his bread. You know what I'm saying? Like, Fizz was just kind of like that, you know, that backup money type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Omarion was pretty much the, the money of it all. Like, you know what I'm saying? He was the group. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? He was the lead singer yeah. type of shit. You know what I'm saying? So he going to get money regardless. You know what I'm saying? So, like, with that being said, like, I don't buy into, the, like, the whole money situation. Like, if, if if it was that case, then shame on him for, like, you know, doing it just for the bag. But, like, if he really did that shit to, like, sincerely just say, like, you know what I'm saying, like, my bad, you know what I'm saying, like, really, like, dwelled on the situation and was, like, you know, like, damn, like, I grew up with this nigga. Like, we was actually, like, you know, you know, making history type of shit. Like, you know what I'm saying, like, we're we're historic individuals. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of that mm-hmm. kind of comes into play, you know what I'm saying? So if he thought of it that way, I commend him for it, you know what I'm saying, being held accountable for the actions that he took. You know what I'm saying? Allowing mm-hmm. his little brain to think for him and shit like that and just, you know, shit <laughs> into the wrong woman. Yo. You know what I'm saying? Like, because cause yeah. low-key, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if that was me, like, I would, that that's 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 a big standard for me. Like, I'm not about to, you know, get second of, you know what I'm saying, somebody that I, you know, pretty much grew up with. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's too many women out here. Like, you're famous enough to have anybody that you want. You know what I'm saying? Like, granted, like, Monique was crazy, but, like, you know what I'm saying? She was a beautiful woman. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so... If, if you were able to get something something like that, then, you know, it's the limit for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, the last thing yeah. you needed to do is, you know, go within the group's, you know, spouses and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, like you said, like you said, too, with Omarion, like, you know what I'm saying? I commend him for just being just, like, unbothered with just all of that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, even mm-hmm. if he felt like the, 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 uh, the apology wasn't sincere, he still was just like, you know what, hey, that shit sounded yeah. salty and salty, but, hey, I'll shake your hand for it or whatever. Because, you know what, guess what? I'm over that chick. I've been fucking, yep. I've been doing yoga. I've been fucking meditating. <laughs> I've been doing all this shit. Yeah. Like, the last thing I'm in, the last thing I am is bothered by y'all little, you know, flinging shit that y'all had. So, but yeah, yeah. that's my take on it. I, I commend the Marianne for and, even really accepting it, you know what I'm saying, if need, if, if, whether it was sincere or, you know what I'm saying, salty. And, and to piggyback real quick, it kind of comes down mm-hmm. to like, like, okay, similar, similar to Arson, how you had to back away for me to see somebody's true intentions. Mario had to back away yeah. and show him. You're going to see why I left her, because I heard April did the same thing to him that she did to Fizz. I'm not mm. sure. So sometimes them situations humble you. You know what? You was right. You know, I, I got to apologize. You know, like, because I had yeah. to humble myself with you. Like, you know, you was right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, yeah, so that's my take on it. <laughs> but, all right, then, uh close this out with the dynamic culture quote. I got to say it slow. Oh, you had to say that was slow. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a tongue uh, twister, nah, yeah. man. Ah, uh, that's cool shit. 
it's supposed to be. But, uh, but yeah, <laughs> hopefully y'all enjoyed the show tonight. You know what I'm saying? Um, big shout out to MJ Keys for coming through and dropping gems and shit and uh, feeding complex her apple juice and crackers. And uh, <laughs> you know, hopefully, uh, you. you know, somewhere down the line, we can get you know, we can get somebody like you who can drop gems and you know, keep it consistent, you know, and keep it you know, cool, comic collect on a regular basis type of shit. You know, what I'm saying? hopefully we can have you back on. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, hopefully everybody you know like the uh, like the show and like the messages and everything like that. Hopefully you can implement that into your life and move forward and become a better person. But with that being said, uh, here is the dynamic culture quote for tonight. Is relative relative to the show. Um, well, the topic at hand, um, and it says, at the end of the day, we are accountable for ourselves. Our success is a result of what we do. So, so yeah, like the quote said, you know what I'm saying? Like, we are, we are responsible for ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Like I had said before, at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Like, once you start to become accountable for yourself and your actions, your decision-making and everything like that, you can empower so much within yourself to where you know you don't have to depend on anyone else you know what i'm saying you can be in your own little world you know what i'm saying the positivity you know what i'm saying whether that's vibes and energy and everything like that you know what i'm saying so always be true to yourself you know what i'm saying don't lie to yourself don't mislead yourself you know what i'm saying don't cheat yourself on anything that you can and will do you know what i'm saying like it's too much success out here for you to not have part of it it's too much happiness out here for you to not have part of it do some recycling, do some spring cleaning within your life, whether that's, you know, um, spiritually, friends, family, etc. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. within those three traits right there, if if it's not right, if it's not positive vibes and positive energy, it can slowly but surely drag you down and bring you to your lowest. And the last thing okay. you want to do, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, is be six feet deep trying to dig yourself out of a grave that you can't dig yourself out of. You know what I'm saying? So stay mm. healthy, Stay happy, stay stress-free, stay drama-free, and take care of yourself for sure. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, those people that drug you down there is going to be the ones crying at your grave, and you ain't going to have no peace. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's uh, that's my explanation of the quote. You know what I'm saying? But with that being said, peace and love. We are out. Stay blessed, everybody. Peace and love, y'all.